0: So, welcome to another episode of the Morale Booster with John Ohun. And uh, today, before I introduce our guest, I just want to remind you that you can watch the full video on my YouTube channel. So, go and subscribe to the channel and remember to like the video. Okay, so today I have with me a very talented. <laughs> author, a motivational speaker, a lady who you would actually want to learn from her experience. And today she will be telling us about herself, her experiences in life. Trust me, she has (laughs) so much you would like to hear. So she will tell us all that, and uh, I assure you we're going to learn so many things from her. And her name is Ambassador Dr. Latarsha Holding. Thank you for joining us on the program, ma'am.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Okay, so I believe my guests, my viewers are eager to know who Dr. Holden is. So oh, oh can my. you please tell us a bit about yourself?
1: Okay, well, I'm Dr. Latarsha Holden, born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. So this is home for me here in Atlanta, mother of six children. And I tell you guys, um, in the last 10, 12 years, God just has did 360 um, in my life. I went from being homeless in the streets of Atlanta with six children to a political candidate in the 2017 election from a GD to a doctorate and became a 12 time published author within 10 years. And so now I'm the founder of Phoenix Rising, which is a personal, pro, personal growth and development program helping and aiding others to change the narrative for their life as well.
0: Awesome. That's a powerful presentation, Mike. (laughs) So that's to assure you guys that we're talking to a very powerful woman, a woman who has so much experience to share to us today. Okay, uh, that's a wonderful one. So can you tell us what precisely you do to help people, you know, grow out of that mental block because this is this program is strictly for coaching and mentoring so it's an educational program where listeners would learn a lot about life it will will teach them how to identify and eliminate limiting beliefs and also teach them how to set goals so can you please tell us how they can learn from you and from your experience
1: Well, uh, I'm a motivational speaker, so that's one way people will have me come out to um, light the fire upon their participants or whoever they're serving, so I'm definitely come with that passion, so I'm a motivational speaker, I'm an author of 12 books, so one of my books um, is the training manual, it lists seven pillars that I put into place to transform my mind. You guys, I was 35 years old, so if somebody say it might be um, too late for me, I was 35, six kids, uneducated, underemployed,
0: and homeless. And so the, the training- I'm sorry to interrupt you, at medical. 35? Yes. Good, so they can know it's never too late.
1: It's never too late. Was it easy? No, I tell you, it was the hardest thing I ever done. Because at 35 years old, my mindset had already been set. You know, I felt like a loser. I was. A, I felt unworthy, like a nobody. So for for my mindset to change, it was not an easy process. I mean, it, it, yeah, it was hard. So that's why I made a a, a vow. I, my first vow was, God, if you bring me out of homelessness and hopelessness, um, I'll go back and help others. So that's why I ran for public office. And so it was definitely hard. The thing I want to get you all to understand First of all, I got to give everything to God. If he did not step in, there was no way I could have did this on my own. I mean, you got to think about it. I was 35. I didn't have any resources. I didn't have any connections. I wasn't tied to any uh, well-known people. So it was definitely God. But I knew every time I took a step forward, he took two. And so that was the the work. Nothing happened overnight for me. We talk about now, it's 12 years later. Nothing happened overnight. But I knew I had to do something to change the trajectory of my life and my children so they would not be drawn away by the streets, the gangs, drugs. And so how I saved my six children was this, my friend. I came to them 12 years ago, and I said, Well, the only thing that I have is to, to give you all is to show you all how to serve. I said, I don't have anything materially to offer you all. But I believe if I could teach you all how to give back now at our Lord's, and I've given you all a strong foundation to build on to become great leaders. And out of me serving, we did admit I got the newspaper clippings. where well. we served and did events in the community. They turned around and said, "Mom, one by one, it just came to me. This is my well serving." They joined the military. I have a daughter now that's in basic training. I had a son just retired after 11 years in the Marines. I have a daughter that joined the Army last year. You know, a daughter that's an EMT, and so they just a daughter that's an author twice. And um, they just took the leadership reins and they just ran with it. But that was how I saved my six kids. I just gave them the only thing that I had to offer. And that was service to others. So that's my legacy to my six children and my grandchildren.
0: Wow. That's powerful. I like that because you know they say charity begins at home. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Serving is something that you can never go wrong with. That's like, right. I, yes, I, I, I have a non-profit. Mm. Yeah, it's called John Ugulu Foundation, where we, yeah, where we get to um, assist, mentor, and coach children between the ages of eight to twenty-two. Okay. Like uh, during the Thanksgiving period, my kids and I, just like you said. Uh I went to a shelter because the foundation, you know, has adopted a shelter where we go and uh, teach these kids. So right now I am teaching my kids the same thing, Mm -hmm. which I know is a very strong lesson for them. I really do appreciate your your courage, your strength. It's not easy. So um, I have so many people out there who are actually going through that kind of situation right now. And uh, I believe you will be able to talk to them. Let them know that their situation can always be overturned. The choice will have to be theirs. So yeah. can you can you help us just let people know what they need to do to get out of their situation?
1: Well, I, I believe most times people, the reason why, let me address why people don't change, um, fear. Change comes is, is, is unpredictable. We don't know what's on the other side of change. And it also comes with accountability. Now we're actually accountable for our goals and dreams. Sometimes being in um being comfort, comfortable in our situation is more safe as we might think it is than to actually go out. I didn't know what my end was gonna be. I'm just gonna be honest. I, I didn't have any guy, I just knew I had to do something. And sometimes it just starts with that, I got to do something. Sometimes it just starts right there, getting in action. Like you said earlier, it's, it's taking that first step. For me, I had dropped out in the 10th grade. So definitely for me, my first thought was, I need to go back to school. You know, I mean, and everybody's steps are different. Somebody, And like I said, it's not about degrees. You might want to go back to school to get a, um, a training certificate. It's all about starting with, I have to do something for myself. And nobody's going to save me but me. And when I realized that no one was going to save my family but me, it, it I, I was at a, a point where I had to fight a, a fight or flight. You know, I had to fight or I had to run. And you most time when we run, only thing we're running back to is old ways of doing things, old habits, and old thought patterns.
0: Right. That that that's, that's another strong one. Yeah. And um, you said something about after you dropped out of school you knew at a point in your life that you had to go back to school. Yes. So, Which means education is paramount, but it does not necessarily have to be like the four walls of the university. Yeah, you could learn a trade, but, you know, something that would make a difference in your life. Because, yeah, um, when you have thoughts and you do not act on those thoughts, Mm -hmm. it becomes a fantasy. That's right. Right. I I was in a similar situation when I was much younger. I actually dropped out from mechanical engineering at a point. But after so many years, I realized that I needed to go back and get that degree. So I went back to school and I was able to get a bachelor's from computer science. So it has to do with you taking action. That's right. Yeah, When you know the things that are holding you back, the ability for you to take action, progressive action. Yes. Is what matters. When you set a goal, you should have timelines. So and, and
1: that's what it is because it going to come to a point where we can no longer blame our upbringing. Mm-hmm. We can no longer bring, blame, you know, where we come from. Um I came out of the Carver Home projects here in Atlanta. So we can't. And I grew up in a two-parent household, but the the love from my parents, the acceptance from them, wasn't there. Right. So I grew up. I grew up feeling like I was unworthy, unlovable. But once I got to a crossroad, it was my. I had the power to change that, and that's what I had to realize. I wish I realized. I, re, um, I wish I realized it sooner, but thank God I did realize at the age of thirty-five. Um, when my back was against that wall that, hey, I gotta come out swing, I, I gotta do something, you know? And so school for me was definitely the, the way to go, it was an easy note. Like I, um, when I wrote in college in 2000, so I want people to know, well, how did you, did you have, uh, did somebody help? No, when I wrote in college in 2007, we was literally living in a board up house as squatters. And I remember one day that when we were sitting on the front porch, a fire truck went down to a fire around the corner. And on their way back up, they saw me sitting on the porch and they stopped and said, Ma'am, do you live there? I said, I was hesitant. I said, Yes. He said, Ma'am, that's a fire hazard. You have to take the boards off the one. So that just to show I was living in a board up house and squatters, didn't know where to go. I just knew I had 12 eyes. I got six people, these 12 eyes watching me, and I just knew I had to do something. And it, you don't have to have the whole story. You don't have to have the whole plan. You just got to get moving.
0: Right. That's mm-hmm. that's true. That's that's another powerful one. Okay. Well, that's true. So, um, so to my viewers, I believe you have learned so much from her. And uh, she's going to drop her contact just in case you need to reach out to her. So ma'am, can you please tell viewers out there, how to reach out to you if need be?
1: Yes, if you're looking for a motivational speaker, I am an ordained minister. If you look for someone to come to the church for Women's Day, Women's Conference, you can contact me. First of all, I'm on all social media platforms, from Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, You can contact me by my email, Latarsha, that's L-A-T-A-R-S-H-A, Holden, H O L D E N, that's Latarsha Holden, at yahoo.com. Or you can reach me and book a coaching session so you can start the process of changing the narrative for your life at 404 838 9587.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for that. I really do appreciate everything you've said. Uh, Thank you for joining us on the show. And uh, I look forward to having you on this program in the near future.
1: All right. And thank you for having
0: me. All right. Thank you, ma'am.